The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Thank you. I feel welcomed. How do we start? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Oh, welcome to Sex and the Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. We forgot how to start. We're lost. <laughs> We've been lost. That's for fucking sure. We have been lost. We have been on a very long hiatus. What, like, fuck, two months or yeah, something like it's that? Been, it's been shit town. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has been both a... Uh, uh, a challenging and wonderful summer all at the same time. It, it's been one of those. It's been very weird. We've pretty much taken the summer off. Yeah, uh, but not taking the summer off at all whatsoever. I think our brains just weren't able to... Uh, our brains needed the summer off from this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Our brains definitely needed the summer off. It's been a very difficult summer for me. It's been a very strange summer for me. I wouldn't say strange. I don't even know if strange is the right word. I went through... Another, I think I talked about this a little bit. It, it's it's hard to remember exactly where we left off, but this summer I went through another uh, rapid cycling. That's what it is. It was uh, I went through a bunch of like rapid cycles uh, and have gone through many many changes in my life and have had to kind of accept the new life that I now have. Uh, and it took a long while for that to happen to be into a place where uh, I am comfortable. Where I am, what I'm doing, how I'm living, all that type of shit. I'm there. I finally fucking made it. Um, not least due to the fact that I found out I was on the wrong medication for about eight years. Which is, and but also what's what is good is that you took the time. Now that you know that you're on the right medication, is that it takes time. Yeah. For your body to get back. Yeah. I mean, what happened with that is that there, uh, I take, uh, for my bipolar, I take a medication called Lamotrigine. Uh, Lamictal is the uh, brand name. Uh, and there are two different kinds. There's the um, immediate release and the extended release. The immediate release is for people who have seizures. The extended release is for people who have bipolar disorder. I have been on the immediate release for eight years. Which is why you went back into the rapid cycling, right? Well, also why I've been struggling so hard with it for so many years. Why it felt like such a start and stop type of uh, operation. Why I had to constantly keep myself like from floating up into the fucking air. Why I had to be so mindful about bringing myself back down and why I uh, was falling down so much throughout the years through uh, periods of self-hatred, not believing that I was worth anything, staying in bad relationships for a lot longer than I should have, uh, abusive relationships longer than I should have because I thought that's what I deserved. Uh, That all that type of shit um, was things that I was struggling with. And now I'm starting to kind of feel like now after being on the right medication for, I would say, like two months now, uh, something like that, uh, I'm not having to uh, keep such a close eye on myself as far as uh, the happy goes. Uh, I can just be happy now. Like, I don't have to wonder whether this is a manic cycle. Like, if this is this a manic cycle? Is this something that, you know, am I about to fucking, like, swizz off into the fucking atmosphere? Like, is this... No. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I know the difference. Uh, and I know that's fucked up that, you know, anyone would have to just accept that as truth, that happy equals good. Happy doesn't equal danger. Um, but that's one of the things that uh, 
I've ended up with. But when you're when you've gone through years of paranoia over whether happy means danger, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to settle back into. It's okay that you are still kind of thinking about that. That you have to remind yourself that no, it is good. Everything is good. Happy is okay. I can be at a stasis. I can be at a happy stasis, and that's okay. Yeah, and I would say it's only within the last couple of weeks that I've really embraced that and actually accepted that as truth. Uh, actually, it was something that, uh, yeah, and I went, of course, went back to therapy. <laughs> During all this shit, of course I did. Uh, but uh, it was something that I had to uh, accept is that ma- what I thought was manic is just the truth. You know, she's like, and that's what she had to tell me. She's like, manic is truth for you. Like, what you think is manic, what you think is you, what you're so paranoid about is the truth and you just got to accept that and it took me a while to actually take that in let it fucking bubble around for a little while and just let it settle um but it's settled you know it's there i'm feeling good you know? well and also you know as a friend watching you go through something like that that i can honestly say that i feel like the eggshells are gone i, I feel like that is I, I think there's a whole book on that but I, that my mom always used to talk about but w- she's constantly saying that like when you're around someone that, that you aren't sure of where their head is going to be that day that you're walking on eggshells yeah and i already feel like the eggshells are gone oh yeah with you oh yeah like but- i don't have to worry because it's also it was a worry for me yeah. it wasn't i was like oh god he's going off the deep end <laughs> uh, it was just it was just a constant Worry, yeah. but you also know, you know, I'm an anxiety-ridden person. Please give me something to be worried about. <laughs> and that was something that now is also wiped clean off of my fucking anxiety board. Yeah, you don't. I gotta... appreciate that <laughs> for my sake. Let's turn and make it about me. <laughs> no, man. No, I, I'm. It, it, it's kind of hard to. I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked about my feelings in so long. It's, I know, right? <laughs> we gotta get. We gotta slowly get we gotta, back into. This. We gotta slowly get back into this. Yeah, we've taken such a long time off uh, that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to put two months of experience, maybe three months of experience, uh, into words. You know, to to people that kind of weren't there for all this type of stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, they heard us on all the rest of the shows and all that, but it's you know. It's very different, you know. But I think that also shows that, you know, this is a job. Like, we did continue to do our other jobs because we had to, even though no matter what's going on in your brain, you still got to do your fucking job. Always. But this is the kind of, this is a very sensitive podcast that you, I know we've talked about that before, but it really is that we just, it's not something we can put a mask on to do. It's, it's, it's a therapy for us. And it's something, sometimes, I mean, you can go into therapy because you're paying them to tell you what's wrong with your crazy problems, mm-hmm. but we sometimes can't just stare at each other and mean like, oh, are you being crazy right now? Yeah, no, no, my brain's fucking real bad right now. I'm in a fucking ditch right now. Oh, we can't help each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we can't, if we're in a, a bad place, if we're in a, a, a place where we just can't talk about what's going on with ourselves, uh, then we just can't do the show. But also, Marcus and I weren't honest connecting too often either no, not really we just re- we really weren't able to yeah we were both too busy yeah and then when all your shit's going on in your head and all the shit's going on in my head and we just weren't able to see we weren't at this be able to sit at the table and, and suss out what's going on yeah because it kind of got to the point where uh we uh we, like we were texting back and forth like hey you know like 
Do you want to, like, hey, are we doing the show today? It's like, I can't. Uh, and then it would go back and forth and back and forth until we kind of just stopped asking. Yeah. You know, because in, I think we both just thought, like, all right, when we're ready, We'll come, we'll come back. back to yeah. each other. And well, we did. Yeah, we totally did. And I feel like when we finally touched base with each other, we're both just like, yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah. Let's fucking do I miss it. I miss doing yeah. the fucking show. I miss being like, because I don't go to therapy, so I miss tapping into my feelings. I miss talking about stuff like that because I, I don't usually have the time to. Mm-hmm. And usually you're around people who don't give a fuck, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, that's not what this job is. Being a comedian isn't always, you know, you don't always want to talk about what my anxiety-ridden dreams and how I haven't slept in weeks. Yeah? No, I'm fine now. <laughs> that was, that was you know, most of July and August. Yeah. But now I'm doing a lot better. Yeah? That was just a lot of change. I've talked about this on here before, but now things are changing even more. And it's great. It's all good things, but I can't see the difference between good and... And and bad. Yeah. I see all change as bad. And even though I, I definitely have been enlightened over the past few months, and, and I've, I've stepped out of my... I, I went to see a movie by myself for the first time. What? Yeah. What'd you go see? Swiss Army Man. How was it? It was fantastic. <laughs> you gotta go see Swiss Army Man. All right, Man. great. I'll do it. But it was things like that where I, I was forced to get out of my... Uh, shell as someone that I, I like to be out and around other people but when I'm alone especially if I'm out and traveling and, and working on things I uh, I shut off mm-hmm. I can't talk to other people I feel like no one wants to be my friend I, I have the same anxieties that I did years and years and years ago that just come back because you're alone and dealing with that and the repercussions of it too of like why is that still inside of me because it is because that's how it goes. And when you're in different environments sometimes, those old feelings screech back out of the box that you locked, that you buried, that you put deep inside of your belly button. Yeah. And it just seeped out. And it was hard to uh, get my confidence back for a while. Yeah. But now I'm feeling better. You know, you got to talk it out. You got to be with friends. You have to like, and touch back in with yourself through writing and 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 I've been doing a lot of minute more meditation and things like that. No shit. Uh, yeah, of trying to touch back in with me mm-hmm. and knowing that it's like I but to the point where I'm finding these meditations it's like I am a confident woman. <laughs> and I find myself saying that stuff and then I have to like pause it and just be like what the fuck am I saying? I'm like no this is good. It's helping me because even when you're alone sometimes you uh judge yourself and what you're doing. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You don't even want to know about the conversations I have with myself in the mirror. Constantly. Oh yeah. <laughs> you no. know? Uh, even just saying that I'm like, oh now people know that I talk to myself in the mirror. But you know what? That's fine. It's okay. A I lot of people mo- do. I think a lot of people I think a- people do that a lot more than they like to admit. Yeah. And yeah, it's you okay. just have to sometimes like when you're I think a lot of that stuff, you know, meditation, like it's just kind of trying to center yourself. Right. And that's why I was doing it. It's just like I had to try anything to try to center myself. Uh, and it kind of helped. Every little bit helps with this types of shit. Mm-hmm. Like when you're going through really, really fucking hard times, just keep trying stuff. Keep throwing shit against the wall. See what works. And for you, it sounds like meditation's working out pretty good. Yeah, it's working out pretty good. And the constant writing. I've been writing so fucking much. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's it is it has really helped me. And I'm so glad that you took care of your shit because it's a scary thing to to I mean, even just come to the fact that you weren't taking the wrong medication, that's 
so scary. And I feel like it's very easy to just be like, well, fuck it. How do I know that this is going to be the right medication that they're going to put me on? And I feel like you did have a little bit of that for a while. Yeah, I definitely had a, a bit of a dark time when I found out that the wrong medication had been prescribed to me for such a long time. Uh, I mean, it was like, it was kind of the right medication. It wasn't the exact right medication. It was kind of the right medication. Definitely made me lose faith in uh, the past doctors. Because the reason why I found out is because uh, I went to... I got a new uh, doctor uh, and I showed him the pills that I'd been on. He was like, oh, these are wrong. Like, uh, what? He's like, oh, these are wrong. These aren't the ones you should have been, you should be taking. How long have you been taking these? I'm That's like, so oh, scary. Like eight years, something like that. Just make sure, double check these sorts of things. Not to say, because I'd... I know there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of skepticism about doctors and medication and therapists and all that type of shit. I do not want this to be, uh, I don't want anybody to use this as an excuse to go, well, well, fuck it then. Like anybody's like, well, look, they fucked him up. Like, why aren't they going to fuck me up? I don't want anybody to use this as an excuse to not trust mental health professionals because there are definitely great ones out there. There are fantastic ones out there. Some of them suck. I just happen to have a bad luck draw on one of them, in addition to having a bad luck draw on a pharmacy as well. Uh, both of them fucked up. Fuck-ups happen. You know, everyone fucks up at their job. It, mental health is no exception. Yeah. Everybody fucks up at their job sometimes. The, every profession has people who are shitty at their jobs. You just got to find people who are good at it. Uh, and now, man, I got a team. Well, and also, eight years ago, I mean, even back then, it was before you could Yelp doctors. It was before you could go out and research each doctor before you go to it. Because even I'm going just like to get a checkup, I start I'm like, well, what are the credentials of said <laughs> doctor? Where, oh, where do they come from? What did the stranger <laughs> say? Yeah. Mm. And as, as silly as that is, but like you can look into malpractice issues. You yeah. can look into things like that. That, you know, at least would make you feel better about choosing a practitioner. Yeah. Uh, because, I yeah, I really don't want anybody to, to use this as any sort of a skepticism jump board or a springboard. Like nah, there's just, a lot of shitty, there's a lot of shitty doctors out there in general. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah, there really is. That's just how it goes. But I was able to uh, go to somebody just, it, it's, I guess uh, the, the thing is, is that, yeah, it, it takes even somebody like me who... For so many years, uh, had it seemingly under control. For the most part, under control. Like I was able to still build something pretty fucking cool, despite struggling with like the fucking mental illness. But as soon as I fucking felt like I was about to nosedive a little bit, I went and I fucking got help. And it took months to get back. Months, months, and months. Now that I'm on the other side of it, and I'm looking back on it, and I'm realizing how fucking hard it actually was. Uh, and it was really fucking hard. It was really fucking tough. Uh, but I kept going. And I you never did it. I did it. I fucking. Well, you are doing it. Oh uh, yeah, I am doing. It. Yeah, but I I never stopped. Like I never fucking slowed down. I never stopped looking for a solution. Uh, I was always writing the entire time. It felt like I was banging my fucking head against the wall for so long, for so many months. It felt like it just like it didn't feel like there was any end in sight. I was starting to go through. I started to fall into the uh, this is how it's always going to be. Uh, fallacy uh, that I think a lot of people with mental illness fall into sometimes that this is how I'm always going to be this is how this is the new normal uh, this is just my life now and I'm never going to be 
normal or happy again. That's not true. There's always a way out. There's always some place. Like, you just have to find it. You just have to keep looking and keep searching until you finally get there. Uh, and I'm getting there. I finally found the road. You know, I, I feel like the... the I've, I feel like I've been lost in the forest for three, four months. And, well, hell, longer than that, I would say. Yeah, I would, no, I'd say, yeah, longer than that. I feel like I've been lost in the forest for half of this year. Uh, but I'm on my way out. I finally see the fucking road out. Uh, and it feels pretty good, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, we can start doing this show again. Yeah. And you fucking got your shit going Don't on. Don't get my shit, you yeah. know. I'm fucking doing the shit. <laughs> yeah. But you're doing it. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> but you got to do it. Or else it's going to suck even more. Yeah. It's like I feel like having that be your new normal is much more sucky than working to make it better. Yeah. It's just dealing It's just dealing with frustration. It's being able to deal with frustration. Uh, because I think if you kind of deal with that as your new, new normal, yeah, you feel fucking awful but you're not frustrated you know you right. don't have the extra because when you try shit there's always the possibility that you'll fail and most of the time you will you know you most of the time you will fail at what you're trying to accomplish and also uh, sometimes you have hiccups i mean yeah. i personally haven't broken anything in a really long time and about two weeks ago i threw a fucking glass against the wall because i was so angry and the shame i was so shameful that i had done it and i was like why did i let myself get to that point but then i was like there's no point in beating myself up at it what i did was that i talked to myself and i started writing and i started like why did I let my like it's like it's not that I let myself it's like why did I get to that point yeah I I, I work to control it I, I'm constantly working on it and sometimes you slip up and yeah. it's okay as long as you're not hurting anybody as long as you're not hurting yourself I mean I shouldn't have done it yeah and I mean I had to clean it up that sucked yeah but you know it, it just it's talking to yourself. It's keeping that communication open. And, and you knew that you were on a nosedive and you communicated with yourself. And your body was screaming, being like, you have to help this. Yeah. You have to do something about this. And you listened. Yeah, absolutely. And I failed a lot of times trying to find a solution to it. And sometimes that failure can't, because it was a lot of times where I felt like, okay, here we go. This is it. All right. On the road. Dude, feeling good. Let's do it. And then it would fall down again. Speed and hump. Be like, <laughs> speed hump. Yeah, you hit that speed hump yeah. and it's all down. Yeah, and, and it kept happening like again and again and again where it's like, all right, think I'm, I think I'm getting there. I think I got this. And then again, it would just kind of fall. It would just fail. Uh, and I don't know. And that's, and, but that's also kind of the, the problem that you think about is it like, well, how do I know that this time I'm not going to fail? How do I know that this time I'm to the point where, uh, okay, like I'm fine now. I'm at a good level. You take it day by day. Yeah, day by That's day. That's it. It's yeah. day by day. Yeah. That's really, I mean, you can't, you can't think about six months in the future when it comes to, to that kind of stuff. You are working towards it. You're on your way up and just take it day by day. It feels different. Yeah. Like it really does. Like right now, like I, I felt before when I was like, all right, I think I've got it. Uh, I think what one of the things uh, that I really found out, that I really figured out, uh, and really figured out in the last couple of weeks, uh, is that for the longest time when I was um, 
you know, and I've talked about it on, on here like a ton, uh, is, uh, using metaphor for shit, you know, like using, uh, metaphor to think about the type of mental illness that I deal with. Uh, and I started realizing that I was just coming up with different metaphors constantly because the metaphor before that stopped working, you know, uh, because it would be like, I would think of a way like where it's okay. Well, the bad thoughts in my head are rats. And so I need to get some sort of like rat trap or exterminator or something like that. So I like, I would try to think about things in metaphors, but every time the metaphor kept breaking down and what I was thinking is that I haven't found the right metaphor instead of thinking metaphors don't fucking work for me. And that's what the fucking, that, that was the final key to a lot of this type of shit, is that I was just doing it wrong. I was just doing my own, uh, I was just doing like what works for me or what I thought worked for me wasn't working for me. It was uh, just a bunch of temporary fixes. Uh, and I really needed to get to the root of all that type of shit. What is that root? I'm not going to talk about it on here. <laughs> but <laughs> because, that's something because, because you it's need... a, Because it's extremely... It's very complicated and... Uh, it's it's very complicated. It's very personal. Uh, it's not for anybody it's, else. It's, it's not, for you. It's not for any. It, it's it's for for me and a uh, pickle girlfriend. Pickle you know, girl. like, <laughs> you know, like she knows, uh, and I know, and no one else needs to know. Um, but I found that route, and how did I find that route? Therapy, writing. Like I still, I found it through like concrete, real world ways, uh, where it, what there wasn't any sort of weird. There wasn't any sort of weird trick, you know, and, and I think that's one of the things that I've learned is uh, there's no trick to any of this. It's just work. It's, it's just work. constant fucking work. There's no trick. Anybody who says they have a trick for you is fucking lying. Anybody who says uh, that they have a fucking book to sell you on, here's how you do it. Uh, no, maybe someone might write you a book. Here's how I did it. And that's great. Right. Some, and that's what we do here on the show. We do, here's how we do it. We never tell you, here's how you do it. You know, we never say, this is how it should happen. Here's how it should work. We just do it. And we just want to let you know that there are other people that are also out there working their asses off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there are a ton of people out there that are still working on this shit every single fucking day, uh, including us. And we hope that uh, you guys take some solace in that, that it's not just you. It's Hell a lot yeah. of us. It's us too. All right, well, you want to get to a question for today? Hakuna ma fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is, uh, where are we going to call her? We are calling oh, the name no. forever. Oh, my God, my brain. <laughs> um, how about, ooh, Mermaid ass. Because <laughs> they're mythological. Mermaids yeah. don't really have asses. That is true. I've yeah. never heard mermaid ass. Yeah. But <laughs> got a real mermaid oh, ass on Oh, yeah. Her. That shit's mythological. <laughs> it's a positive thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Jackie and Marcus. I just recently found your show via last podcast on the left, and I really relate to your perspectives. So I figured I'd take a shot at asking strangers for advice on the internet. Thank you for taking a shot on us. Hell yeah, baby. I'm 26 year olds. 
I'm 26 years old and I've never had a boyfriend. I've dated guys here and there, but mostly have embraced my perpetual singlehood. Now I'm at a point in my life where all of my friends are getting married and having families, and I don't really see that happening for me anytime soon. It's never been a goal for my life to get married, but lately I'm thinking I would like to find someone to share my life with, but I don't know how to go about it. Should I make finding love more of a priority, or should I just keep focusing on me and maybe someone will come along? Thanks. Mermaid ass. Girl, keep focusing on you. Yeah. That is what makes, that's how you find a life partner if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. It's it's the confidence in you and it's building your own life around you that it's not something that you pine for. You can't have a life partner until you have a life. Right. And to know who you are. And I mean... I mean, I watched it come and go, all the friends that got married, and now they're having kids, and you know what, soon you're going to start watching them get divorced, because <laughs> a lot of people get married too young, not that I'm saying that that's for everybody, I'm just not. saying that you do a lot of growing up mm-hmm. forever, and the only thing that you're going to keep doing is getting to know more about yourself as you grow older. I've been in a relationship for a long time, however, I'm not fucking getting married, I'm not doing all that shit, because yes, I like... I like having my own life Mm -hmm. and his own life. And together we are two separate people. That's what I enjoy in my relationship. And that's what it seems like you're looking for. And to find that, you got to find somebody who also whose priority is not to find a bride or to find a groom or to find anything. You know, it's like that because that's so forced. It's so creepy. I must find a bride. I must find a bride. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any brides here? Well, I did have an Uber driver from Kazakhstan who was looking for a bride and he was 27 years old and he was too old and he kept looking at me in the mirror and he kept saying, do you know American girl? I find bride. I like American girls because they don't, because they pay for everything themselves. That's what he kept saying to me. So, I mean, you can always find a guy like that. That's the problem is that like, I just feel like there's, and it still is, there's this pressure. There's always a pressure, whether they're trying to or not, from people that are getting married around you or friends that are in relationships or your parents or your siblings or your anything that like that this is the norm. It's not. Yeah. Now in our generation, it's not the norm at all. In fact, I feel, I don't know if that's everywhere or if it's just that we're surrounded by people in New York that like here, it's not, it, it's almost uncomfortable when you get married that young you're like oh when did you get married <laughs> oh wow you guys must love each other yeah at 26 like if i meet someone who got married at like 26 here in new york city it's i don't think i don't know if i've ever met anyone in new york that's gotten married that young I don't that's think still with that's their, still with their significant yeah, other i've met plenty of a divorced people yes. in new york who got I've met nothing but divorced people in New York who got married at like 24, in the, 25. Or in their early 20s as well. Yeah. And not to say that that's for everybody. There's a lot of people that get married young, you know, that that is what they want and, and they have found, and that was their goal. Yeah. There is no shame in that not being your goal. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, of course, eventually one day, I want a princess day. Yeah. Sure. But- it's not a priority. No. And she's saying, like, you know, that she's thinking she'd like to find someone to share her life with. Uh, but you don't have to get married to share your life with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can just have a boyfriend. You can just have a girlfriend. Like, you don't have to 
put so much pressure on it because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like that you're seeing all of your friends get married, seeing all your friends have families and all that, and you're feeling a pressure to share your life with someone in that way. You don't have to share your life with someone in that way. You can share your life with someone in your way. Yeah. Find out what you want. But also, it's like, are you hanging out with any of those people like on their own without their significant others? Because I find myself constantly hanging out with like my single friends now that I'm just like, tell me what you did last night. <laughs> I got I, I have a friend right now who's banging some rich dude who is she's spending nights in different hotels. He flies her places. And I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> tell me everything. Every because I mean, we sat in, and we watched uh, Ink Master for three hours last night. Not to say that's a normal night for us, but you know what? We had a nice time while we did it. <laughs> But you're, you know, getting banged in order room service in a hotel room. You're not paying for anything. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. But you know what also is pretty cool? You know, we watched The Crow the other night. You know, it's on it, fine. You know? you know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we went and saw Built to Spill last Friday. You don't have to. Ew. What? Built to Spill? Yeah, Built to Spill's fucking great. Uh-oh. We don't agree oh, on that. Looks like we got a bit of a disagreement here, don't we? I'm just saying it's just like it, it really is that that like I I'm conf- I now I'm hitting in like the early 30s where I'm around a lot of friends that are breaking out of the relationships they had been in throughout their 20s because they're different people now. Yeah. Just didn't work. Uh, because they didn't know who they were when they started the relationship. And now that, not necessarily that we know who we are ever, but you have a better understanding of what you want and where you're going. I mean, I, I feel like, it, I think everyone goes through dips as far as knowing yourself. Because I feel like a lot of people, when you're like 21, you're so fucking sure who you are. You're very sure who you are. Not yeah. everyone is, but I think a lot of people are. Once you start getting around that age, you start feeling a lot more secure in who you are and what's going on in your brain. But then the 20s happen and you get your ass kicked yes. for, you know, nine, ten years. Yeah. Uh, and then that's kind of when you really figure out who you are as an adult. Because I think once you get to the end of adolescence, you figure out who you are as an adolescent. But then once you get through your 20s, you have a much better idea of who you are as an adult. But I think a lot of people, when they get married young, uh, I think people who get married young, most of the time when that works, it's when they stay who they are. They stay who they are. Not that that's a bad thing. Not that that's a bad thing at all. Some people hit like 21 and it's like, fuck yeah, that's where they are. This is what I want. This is where I'm going. My parents, you know, like they, they got married at, you know, 20, 21, something like that. Uh, and they both wanted the same thing, and they both went on a road uh, that wasn't all that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of changes going on there. Like, it was like, okay, we've we've got jobs, we've got kids, and they had the same jobs, and we lived in the same house uh, for 20 years, you know, and that's just how it worked for them, and, you know, still works for them today. But a lot of us, especially in our generation, uh, you do a lot of shit in your 20s. A lot of different things happen between uh, the time that you graduate college, if you go to college, uh, and the time you hit like, you know, 30, 29, somewhere around there. A lot of shit changes. Uh, And then once you get to be about 30 or so, then, I don't know, it makes dating a little bit easier, I think. Because once you get to about this age, like where I am now... I know what I want in a fucking relationship. I've been with, I've had enough relationships. I've been with enough women where I know what the fuck I want now. Uh, and 
I think when you're 26, you don't really know that. But I would say, though, that I do think it's a good idea to get out on that playing field not looking for a life partner. So that you said, like, you've had a couple of boyfriends. Just so you know throughout, like, over the next few years or, or, or until maybe you find somebody you want to share the rest of your life with, of what you do want. Because it's like... Uh, you gotta try on a lot of hats. <laughs> and I had, I hate that that was what was coming out of my mouth. I couldn't stop myself from saying it. But it's true because it's like there's part of like, part of the reason why I openly like to talk about the break that I had with Doug is that I, which, since we had been together from so such a young age, I was like, I don't know. I, mm. I'm not sure if this is what I want. And that we had to have a sufficient break so that I could go on. I mean, I tried on uh, too many hats. <laughs> I tried on a lot of fucking hats. You tried on some weird I hats. I tried on a lot of hats. <laughs> but what I did learn was that why was I so uncomfortable in finding someone that I thought that I could grow with, yeah. which is what we have, because you got to know what you like. Yeah. You got to, I mean, also, I mean, I did learn that he's the best sex I've ever had. Sorry, Marcus, but you know. You, oh, I forget. We're on the podcast. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've actually gotten totally fine with hearing about y'all's sex life for the, right. for the most part. I just, we haven't done this in yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, sorry, Marcus. And you know what my first thought was? We never fucked. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been hanging out with uh, Henry a lot. So anytime oh. I say sex with Doug and he cringes and I'm, like, I'm sorry. It's like my normal reaction to apologize now. I got to get back into the groove, baby. Yeah, you got to get back into the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's been a lot of, you know. But I just think that just just to see, yeah. just to, like, go out on dates with people, and and if anything, you get a good story out of it. Yeah. I got, you know, you guys know I got a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to the round table of gentlemen for... Uh the beginning, the OG episodes. <laughs> the OG, yeah, the very first beginning episodes of Roundtable of Gentlemen for more information on Jackie's haberdashery days. I can't believe that all of that is documented. Yeah. That's very upsetting to think about. <laughs> very, very upsetting to think about. All right, well, that's all we got time for today. Uh, if you guys uh, have any questions or comments for us, uh, write to us at cavecomedyradio.gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for uh, being patient for new episodes. We're back. And, pe- and I also want to thank people for not being like dicks about us not putting anything out for a long time. We got a lot of really nice messages and emails from people like, Asking us what was going on, like if they were going to get any more episodes. Nobody was, no was shitty mean. about. Nobody was mean. Nobody was shitty about it, uh, and we very much appreciate that, guys. It really speaks to like how cool what we all got y'all are. going on, man. Yeah, thank w- you so much. W- what we got going on here? So uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back uh, regularly, and uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. You go fuck. You go fuck.